pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, everyone. You are waking up this morning and realizing that Nebraska basketball has more quad one wins than North Carolina and Kentucky combined. I didn't make that up. That is not Aaron Rodgers' fake news. That is reality after last night in New Jersey. Good morning! It is Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Gosh, it's, it's a refreshing day when you wake up and there is Creighton on Nebraska crime going on on your timeline on Twitter. Media people, fans. You know last night had to be one of those nights. And it actually was kind of an interesting night when it comes to uh, basketball, especially if you are the uh, brand of uh, Nebraska basketball, where that was not a fluke what happened in New Jersey. Now, I didn't see it coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm going to guess a lot of people did not see that coming. No. Because Nebraska, which when it tipped off, they were a 14-point underdog. They're on the road. They had not covered five straight when they'd been a double-digit underdog on the road. And last night, they went into New Jersey, a team that is an NCAA team. Yes, Rutgers is a NCAA team that is really good at home, especially defensively. And that game was not a fluke. I, I think that's why it was so surprising. It makes it more rewarding for what Nebraska basketball did last night at Rutgers, that they put up 82 on the road, 29 points more than Rutgers gives up on average at home. The game was not a fluke. They dominated in the pantheon of wins this year. This has to be either one or two. I know Hoiberg mentioned the Wisconsin game, and there's Iowa, and there's Creighton in there. But the way they played last night, wow, 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 wow. That that might be the best win of the season. That's key right there, the way they played last night, too. Uh, And if I'm putting Rutgers and Wisconsin next to each other, I'm saying Rutgers is a better team, so... There's that. It's on the road. There's that. And the fact that Nebraska, you made mention of the the St. John's pressure back early in the season when they get you sped up, they get you going, and Nebraska gets a little panicky. Like Sam Greasel, so much credit to him. But what do they always tell you when you're, you know, whether you're in middle school facing a trap for the first time or you're in high school and you're seeing the pressure, the full court pressure, is always looking ahead. Always looking ahead. There's a guy that's going to be wide open, always looking ahead, moving forward, moving forward. And there just there was no panic with Nebraska. They never got sped up. They were able to maneuver that successfully. So, I mean, the, the, and I'll give it up. C.J. Wilshire. That was huge. C.J., you got good C.J. Wilshire last night. Who? You know, back in New Jersey, exactly. Who? Yeah. Back in New Jersey, in front of the home states, getting the starts. And he delivered. And we've talked about this so many times. If you you can tell what C.J. Wiltshire you're going to get, first of all, if he's getting minutes within the first five minutes of his his actual minutes. And what did he do? He was hot. And that, his, what, third three-pointer ties the game up in the first half. And at that mm-hmm. point, that's where Nebraska kind of takes control of the game. And, yes, I said control of the game. 
And you have no Denim Dawson. So there's three guys that you're working without. Your bench is limited. Like this was, it, I, I, will, I have no problem saying this is their best win. No problem. Uh, it's, it's stunning what happened last night because it came out of nowhere. People didn't see that coming. I, I don't care if you're the most diehard Nebraska basketball fan. You did not see last night coming. Even on the heels of a 17-point comeback nope. and an overtime win against Wisconsin, you did not see that coming. But the fact is that was not a fluke last night. Nebraska offensively, they shot the heck out of the basketball. Mm-hmm. They never lost their composure. You know, Tominaga and Walker and Wiltshire are going to get a lot of love. I'm glad you brought up Sam Greasel. I thought Sam Greasel was the player of the game. What did I say yesterday? And I know some people got at me on Twitter. That's okay. You guys have receipts. I also can admit when I'm wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. I I thought Nebraska would get to the first half. They'd be okay. Second half, the wheels would come off. Now, it almost did, but Nebraska really never never throughout the game. Once they gained control, they never let Rutgers really back in the game. They kind of kept them at arm's length which is impressive. Again, not a fluke last night that they won that game. But one of my concerns yesterday on the show was, okay, I know how Rutgers plays. And they're aggressive with their defense, Mm -hmm. especially when they like to press. And what happens with Sam Greasel? Sam Greasel has a tendency to get sped up, and there's a lot of teams that like to touch Sam Greasel because they know if you knock him off his spot, if you you body him up, then he's going to have issues and he's going to start throwing the ball away, or Nebraska offensively is just going to go into a rut. Well, that never happened last night. Right. And actually, kudos to Hoiberg because they had used Rutgers' aggressiveness against them. And Nebraska was the, the more physical team. Man, you, you want to see a meltdown? Talk to a Rutgers fan today. Right. Search Rutgers basketball on Twitter. They're having an absolute meltdown. You know why? Because somebody went into their house that they had no respect for and they just punked them in the mouth. Okay, you're supposed to be tough in New Jersey. Well, the team that is from Nebraska went into your house and they punked you. Okay, yep. and it wasn't a fluke. Again, not a fluke. But Sam Greasel, to me, was the player of the game. He had 12 points. He had 11 rebounds. He had five assists. He had a couple of big late free throws. But the biggest number throughout the game, the the biggest number all night, I know you're sifting through the box score over there, Nick, is he turned the ball over one yeah, time. Yeah, one. I was going to say. He turned the ball one. over one time. Mm-hmm. And he managed the offense. And that's all Nebraska needed last night because they were hitting shots. Yep. And as a result, they win one of one of their better wins of the year may be their best, and all of a sudden, man, you come home, you're home for three straight, and you're thinking, hmm, could there be a postseason? I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, a run I mean, here, a run. No, I'm, I mean, they're they're still a little bit probably game to game, but what they've done over the last, you know, last little stretch here, quad one win. Well, it's, they got two quad one wins. The, the, let's 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 boil it down here. Losing Gary and Bandamil is unfortunate, but it actually has probably made Fred Hoiberg a better coach mm-hmm. because the rotation are cut down. Guys have shorter leashes. Yep. Sam Hoiberg plays more. Tominaga plays more. I mean, Tominaga probably is not getting the minutes if Nebraska is full strength. Agreed. And he finds a way to bring C.J. Wilcher back into the fold, mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's a blessing in disguise that you lose two of your starters, and it forces Fred Hoiberg to be a better coach, better offensively, better with how he manages, and last night he was better than one of the better coaches in the Big Ten, Steve Peichel. Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing, too. The composure we talked about, you know, Sam Greasel, which I, I agree, just he kind of stands out in his presence, cool, calm, collected. There's some college basketball experience that you can 
you know, make a case for. However you want to sort of chalk up his performance last night, that was an integral part. But also for a team that has been horrible at the free throw line. You look at four key free throws down the stretch, too. Because when it got to 78-70, you're thinking, okay, Rutgers doesn't threaten after that. But you get to the line, and you need to knock down some big free throws. Well, Nebraska is able to do so. They're down in the final minute to make that thing, even in a situation where Pike calling the dogs off, like, yeah, we're not fouling. All right, down by 10, inside 30 seconds, we're, we're done. And that, to me, was kind of a moment for Nebraska right there of where you, you've and, – and I feel like a lot of teams, especially ones that pull upsets on the road, when you kind of beat a team in a submission right there where it's so far out of reach that they've, they've called it off. And like at that moment, and I'm thinking back to the last two trips in the free throw line leading up to that, where Nebraska, had they missed one of those, had they gone two for four at the free throw line, you're still probably trying to extend that game. You're probably trying to get them to maybe pull a last moment Nebraska. And they just didn't. And so Derek Walker, who was, I mean, I don't even know why I'm saying this to be a surprise, but Derek Walker, who was extremely physical, tough, inside because what was the the mo about this Rutgers team other than how physical we know they are and what they like to do defensively they're a pissed off team they've got Nebraska at the rack it's still always going to be the rack at Jersey Mike's Arena and this is how they're going to kind of snap out of their funk a little bit they're going to get going and so to, to think that this team was unmotivated maybe overlooking and not taking Nebraska as serious but unmotivated I don't buy that because they knew how important it was to play well enough against Nebraska to feel good walking away from that. And Nebraska, again, give them so much credit with a very limited group that they can work with. Everybody had their contribution. I mean, hell, even Breidenbach with a big three there in the first half, too. So, you know, this is it's that complete win because you saw the offense against a very good defense. It's average, allowing only 60 points a game. But also there were moments where Nebraska could have probably come unglued, especially early in the second half, and they didn't. And again, it goes back to the guys that you've kind of leaned on. That's why I would also agree, if you're looking at the numbers, yeah, Casey had 22, CJ had 17, but but Sam Greasel handling the basketball amidst that pressure, that was huge. That he only had one turnover, and it wasn't anything that was like, oh my gosh, it was costly. Like It wasn't the only turnover, like maybe in the last 30 seconds of a three-point game. Like he was... He was exactly what you needed him to be in that type of situation. A well-rounded win last night for Nebraska. That's that. That's a win that's going to stick on the resume for this uh, season. Uh, and now they get Maryland on Sunday, and they go Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan State. So Nebraska's home for a little bit here, mm-hmm. and we'll see if they can continue this momentum, which they beat Wisconsin, they beat Penn State. You know, Penn State bounces back last night. They sweep the season series against Illinois. Pickett has 41. Uh, Wisconsin won last night in uh, – you know, late fashion against Michigan. And this Rutgers team will be in the NCAA tournament. That's a really, really good win uh, last night. So it was a busy night of uh, basketball. On the other hand, so while Nebraska gets one of their better victories of the year, Creighton and Providence play one of the better games yeah. of the year. That was High-level game. Like, what, what your, your, like emotion, game. your emotions as a Creighton fan. I didn't listen to any of the, the call-in show afterwards. Uh, so I, I don't know what the – they take callers on that show, you know, what the tone of the fans were. Because there's probably you could 
nitpick a couple of things, especially late game execution, mm-hmm. which I don't think is just the tank is on E. That's that's an issue. Is are you are you upset? I mean, there's there's certain parts of the Creighton game last night that yeah, half court offense was fantastic mm-hmm. and had opportunities, especially at the end of regulation, the end of the first time overtime, the second overtime they were done. They had no legs. Yeah, you can see in their jump shots. But are you are you upset? Are you disappointed? Ah, that's one that got away. I said yesterday that's going to be the toughest game that Creighton has remaining yeah. on their schedule, and it was. The place was electric. So you play one of the best games in college basketball this year. It's a loss that doesn't hurt you, other than it snaps an eight game losing streak or eight game winning streak. I beg your pardon. Uh, I don't know. That's just a that's a, that's one of those weird games that you go. You know what? They made plays at the end. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, played well enough to win. Could have played a little bit better in certain situations. Move on to the next one. Yeah. And you asked me yesterday how you feel about it. And I said, I feel good because yeah, of were, what. Yeah, you were on the, you said Creighton's going to win. I, I And you know what? I went off of how they played against Seton Hall on the road in an environment, maybe not quite the same as the dunk, but a desperate team, a team that knew what they had to get out of that matchup. And they did everything. They threw everything at Creighton. And Creighton took it and responded uh, at home. Another tough win against UConn. They were, they've been prepared, and I think they've answered the call here in the last month when it comes to getting pushed by teams. And I thought last night, really for the majority of that game, early on, they came out on fire. You knew you were going to get more from Providence. And then what I watched for 40 minutes of that game, and because I said, if they were to lose tomorrow, there's really no way you could be discouraged by that, unless for some reason Creighton scored 30 points. And I, I stand by that. I, there's no way, in my opinion, you could look as a Creighton fan and be overly discouraged with what you saw. Because the things that we already know are a concern with this team, I think were probably a little bit played out yesterday. And that is lack of depth. You actually did get in a moment where Colt Brenner had uncharacteristically a couple fouls early. So you had to go to Freddie King. You had to go to the bench a little bit. But the legs, the minutes, wearing on the starters, sure. I I think it had an impact. But you also saw some guys in moments of this game where it looked like, okay, here's Providence. They're going to go on their run. They're going to have the opportunity to maybe distance themselves from Creighton. Creighton had an answer. And they've shown that. And they did last night even in the loss. If they were sort of punchless last night when Providence is – going on their runs, getting the crowd fired up and everything, then okay, you maybe maybe are a little bit more scratching your head on that, but they didn't. Like, I didn't look at anything from Craig and be like, ooh, that's a problem. Because again, we know the strengths of this team and we know the things that could potentially hurt them and nothing's changed. So nothing about that game last night was like, ooh, keep your eye on that. That could be bad. Yeah, I mean, was there a, a uh, couple? Keep, keep 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 your eye on late game execution yeah. because that's popped up a couple of times. It, this year it, but with but it's been there. Kalkbrenner on the floor. Right, that, that's been there. And you're not going to be able to overcome the bench thing. Right. So that so that we got to stop asking that question. Yeah, ship sailed. Cray, Creighton hasn't had a guy off the bench scoring double figures since the fourth of December. Okay, so that's not going to happen. And you only got 15 minutes out of your bench last night. Right, and that's and, a problem. And you saw that. And also, you didn't get good Baylor. That, that's right. a, that's another thing. It, it was a it was a high level game. It was a fun game. Mm-hmm. It was a good night for basketball last yeah. night. You had you had dual screens going. You had two games 
that were going on at the same time. One goes to double overtime. The other one, you're going, whoa, what is happening yeah. in New Jersey? Who am I so, watching? So for Creighton, it's it's a game of back and forth. It was a game of punch-counterpunch. It was a high-level game between two teams that are two of the best in the Big East Conference. Yep. And some of the things that could knock Creighton off their path, they're still there. But there's also things that showed last night that in a game like that against a really, really good team – you can go punch for punch, mm-hmm. but the but the the, the whole bench thing, you, you, we got to stop start, start, start figuring out an answer for that. Yeah, there there is none. It's not going to happen. Right. It's just That'll not. It's just not going to happen. And you have to find a way to get through the rest of the season. And the only time that it's really with starters and starters, all five played forty five or more minutes last night, is it would get you in the Big East tournament where you could play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, still, I know about recovery. You get to the NCAA tournament, you play on a Thursday or a Friday, you get a day off, you play on a Saturday or a Sunday, and, and Creighton doesn't play again until Saturday when they play St. John's, who somehow survived last night in double overtime as well against DePaul. That'd be the only time that would hurt you. So the, the ship has sailed on thinking that the bench is going to come through because they're not. Again, zero games with a double-figure score off the bench since the 4th of December. And that's why, again, yesterday did not reveal anything that's new that would be on the concern category. You ride, you ride and die with the five, and there's a lot of people in college basketball that would take that. Mm-hmm. You just hope that, you know, Ryan Nemhard isn't playing 40 minutes every single game. Yeah. And what's that? Is that three straight games mm-hmm. that he's played at least 40 minutes? No, that'll, uh, that'll come back to bite you later on. Well, what, including the overtime? I think the only player who didn't play at least 47 was Kalkbrenner because of the foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't recommend a team that is limited on the bench to go in double overtime. I just wouldn't recommend that. You could see the dead legs in the double overtime, and the worst yeah, thing like, that would have happened would have been Sh- Shireman overtime. was having a bad night, and so I know like some people are like, well, Shireman's legs are toasted. He just was having a bad night. But even Nemhard, who had a couple big threes there towards the end of regulation, um, you have, you know, even in the second overtime, his jump shot looked like okay, it's, it's he's probably a little fatigued. I mean, you could tell, you know, shots coming up short, but yeah, they, I mean. So if that's the case, why do they run a play? I, that's where that's a great question. So Devin Carter, who was magnificent last night for Providence, yep. is one of the best on-ball defenders in college basketball. You got no legs. You got to go up and over Carter. Man, my 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 guy Trey Alexander. He's just yep. hanging around. Yep. I did not like that decision. Agreed. At the uh, end of uh, overtime, Shireman wasn't good from the start. Nope. Shireman had a bad game, and and Creighton, in that kind of a game, can't afford to have bad Baylor where you don't shoot the ball well, you don't defend and run people off the line well, and a bad play on one end of the floor leads to a foul on the other end. He didn't play well from the start, and you see that. That's a common theme in losses. When Shireman doesn't play well, you know, doesn't especially shoot well from beyond the arc, then Creighton's, they're going to lose a basketball game, and he was 2-for-12 from the floor last night, and I, I think he was bad from the start, and... In a game where Raftery said as much yeah. as well. Yeah, he just it, it was an off night for him. They mm-hmm. yeah. they need in a game like that to win a game on a high level game, you probably need a good you don't need an A plus performance out of Baylor Shireman, but you need at least a B. And I yeah, and he solid. was he was not near a B performance last night. And when you needed him, it wasn't there. And uh good win for uh Providence and I'm Zay, sure they Zay celebrated Marquette accordingly. Tonight. All right, six twenty five. Welcome in on a uh, Wednesday, middle of the week. It's kind of the day before a major winter storm is coming our way. We are under a winter storm warning. The lines of doom have gone back on the road. Uh, I was swinging the sticks. I played three holes of golf the other day, and now 
Tomorrow I'll probably be shoveling. Mm. What is going on? I got uh, sprayed with brine on the way here. Yeah. I got right right next to our, our uh, incredible city worker truck, and uh, everyone's kind of going to the left and to the right of them. I went to the wrong side. I went to the left and got sprayed by brine. Just got my car washed, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That, yeah that, that did it. Yeah, that's my fault. That's on me. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting ready, man. They're prepping. It's supposed to be, what, tonight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, later tonight into uh, the morning. Come on, Omadome. The, the, the meteorologists are way too excited. <laughs> I, I, this I, one's going to hit, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, there, a, lot of, a lot of, a lot of the, the men and women that are meteorologists in this town are the faces of their respective television stations. I mean, we're good-hearty Nebraskans. We love our weather on TV, so we feel like we know Bill and what's the Channel 6. What's her name? Uh, em- Emily. Emily. Yeah. At night. So we feel like we know them really well. Uh, they're way too giddy about this. <laughs> way too giddy that we're going to get snow. It was the about- same in Kansas City. I was like, you go get stuck on 435 then if you think it's... How's my man Sean Everson? He, he's usually even kill guys. He, is he fired up this morning? I haven't, I haven't checked it out. Uh, I guess we'll, I know, we'll he's hear. Kind of, he's kind of a subdued guy. Yeah, he's he's even yeah. kill. He he takes yeah, the highs yeah, yeah. and the lows. Yeah, he. I think compared to the, uh, you know, there's Bill Ranby, and then they have a couple other meteorologists. Um, but Sean's kind of like reserved. Yeah. Bill Bill's like matter of fact, mm-hmm. but they just seem too excited in their voice. They should be like us, just dreading yeah. that we may get any snow. Sorry, guys. Two to five inches. They always have the yeah. Anch- Why well, you should you should <laughs> you should apo- have you should, you should tell everybody that yeah you know it could be messy commute uh, yeah. tomorrow morning, but don't sound like excited. Yeah, don't go. Hey, there's an opportunity we could get five to eight inches. I don't know where that line's going to be. It's a little bit tricky. If it just dips south, then Omaha's going to be fine. But you know, if it goes a little bit north, yes, yeah, we're going to get all that snow. We're going to thirty mile an hour wind. Prepare. Here we go. You know what? They could get excited. They could give me yeah. the yeah. There's that, but Saturday and Sunday are going to be in the 40s. Yeah, there's so that's excitement. so that's cool, guys. No, no. I heard. Uh, I don't know what station I was watching this morning. They said, uh, you know what? With the snow on the ground, we're going to have to change that forecast on uh, the weekend from oh like because 45. It could be much cooler. Yeah, whatever. We need a more somber. It's going to snow. We'll get through it together. I, but get you your know beer, what? Get your frozen pizza. Let's go. If we're going to be critical, I'm going to be equally uh, as happy for the uh, anchors that, uh, or at least give them credit that they they seem to be like, oh, great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks a lot. Sean. Well, we don't ever hold meteorologists accountable. Like they're like they're like the NFL referees. Yeah. <laughs> like you you don't go. It's okay, actually a good comparison because la- we complain about them a lot. Last snowstorm. Weather's uh, rigged. Bill said it's going to be six inches. We got a trace. All right, Bill. What's press conference after? Yeah, Bill. Will you get on like the live stream and tell people why you were so off on your forecast, or they like keep score? Yeah, where's the media pool representative? We want him. We need to ask questions. I mean, that's a big deal in the meteorology world. If you mm-hmm. are accurate, don't don't like Rusty Lord. Did he win an award for being the most accurate? The most accurate, I think so. Yeah, good for him. Like they promote that. What's the? What's the, we should have a? They should keep a scorecard of how close, you know, like within yeah, they five, should promote that five degrees or so uh, inches, like at maybe half an inch of how close they are to what actually happened. Yeah, is this whenever, a must, whenever, is this a doing must the win storm? <laughs> when everybody's doing the scoreboard of uh, how accurate you are with your picks, 
over the weekend. Yeah, yeah you do we, the same thing with predictions. We are held accountable. Yeah. What's up with meteorologists? When Lee's on, he says, you know, they was Sharpie, you said accuracy. that Rutgers would kill Nebraska. What up now? Hey, you said there'd be 10 inches of snow, and there was only four. What up now? So full disclosure, I got it at, uh, <clears throat> when it went to 14, I was like, man, I'll take a flyer on Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Anybody played FanDuel last night, and you did what I did, it paid out really well. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> because I was like, all right, now it's gone way too high. Yeah. When it jumped to 14, about, about 20 minutes before tip-off. I thought, oh, so you got, yeah. Mm. Well, because I have an alert. Yeah, okay. So I was like, but still. oh, that's kind of weird. The uh, meteorology success rate, I mean, what, what do we, where do you brag? Like, at what, like, what's the hit rate? What's the percentage of accuracy that you're like, eh, that's pretty damn good? Because I always say, like, when in the betting world, I think you were talking about, what, 58%? Uh, on the year, seven fifty-eight percent is which, probably pretty good. Which you're you're making money. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, if you're making money, I think that's good. I feel like you need to be a little bit better than fifty-eight percent in the meteorology world. As About far seventy-five, as, yeah, as far as a a a a success rate that you can beat your chest about. And so, I think if you're whether it was Rusty Lord or anybody else, whoever had the best uh, success rate or accuracy, not only do you make mention of that, but you when you're doing your your uh, show promos and and what have you. You've got to talk about oh, that. You got to give numbers so he, the people know. Like they could say, Rusty's on a five day winning streak. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that'd be great. Like when they where you're within an inch when they put their super up, it has like their record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't they do that? If you're within an inch, because I'm going to watch that guy when I see that. On the flip side, if I see someone that they're not yeah. very accurate, yeah, I'm not watching. Absolutely, them. I would. They totally say ten gravitate. inches for saying nothing. Michael, well, this, this dude or this gal is the most accurate forecaster in the area for the last two years or the last year. So naturally, I'm going to listen to he or she. For those scoring at home uh, on the TV, Rusty predicts two to five. See, that's 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 a, that's a range. Yeah, that's a range. I don't yeah. know if I like. Just, that. I don't know. I, I think Narrowed if you were in. bold, you would go. You know what? Three point nine inches of snow, like we did here. Yeah, are we, pretty are good. We, are we yeah, playing? We that? were so off, so we're all zero and one. Yeah, oh, and you know what? Snow guessing game was glad. Yeah, I am too. Love that L. Are we playing that game again? Might have to. Might the have way to. this is going, we'll, we'll see how it goes. No, no, no. We're we're playing the game of Nebraska has more quad one <laughs> wins in basketball than North Carolina and Kentucky. Then the that's the game. That is the game the that we are playing. The preseason number one North. The by God preseason number one North Carolina Tar Heels. Wow. Does everybody say that out loud? <laughs> it is the day after Valentine's Day. We're basketball school happy, again. Happy post-Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. We made it. Half-price candy today at your local, local grocery store. And flowers. I had some bad food last night. What, bad restaurant? Bad food? Not re- well, I don't want to throw any um, grocer under the bus, but Ooh. we did uh, their little Valentine's uh, pre-made meal. And uh, eh, a little unsettling. Uh, right, uh, actually, right after the, the Nebraska game, it had nothing to do with nerves. But anyway, I digress. Other than that, it was great. Yeah, and you're very hungry. About you have a lot, of, I'm here. Uh, you have I'm a lot here. of issues. I do. You have a lot of like, uh, internal issues. You seem to spend a lot of time in that part of your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I have I called you from there? If I have, I, I apologize. I need to get that liner with the flushing sound. Mm. Mm, no, not at six thirty-three in the morning. I pass hey, on that one. Well, somebody's there. But good well, luck. Speaking of passing. I, I, hope, I hope a lot of businesses were full last night. I know it's one of their busiest 
nights of the uh, year. It was so, a good night for that, so, too. But just, just for a moment here, pause. It's February 15th, and Nebraska basketball, which has kind of made February, I don't know, fun. Mm -hmm. Three wins in February already. They have two quad one wins. Yep. It's exciting. North Carolina has zero. Kentucky has one. And they were one rolled ankle from winning it all last year. It's pretty exciting. Exciting, yes. Kind of amazing. Yeah. That I don't know if that's is that more Nebraska or more the two blue bloods are having a bad season. Oh, it's the latter. It's <laughs> but celebrate the four here in the state of Nebraska. It's a Nebraska thing. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. But uh, in the college basketball world, oh yeah, nobody's talking about. Hey, did you know that Nebraska has two more quad one wins than North Carolina yeah. and Kentucky combined? No one's saying that. I noticed on ESPN this morning it was all about Rutgers, which is fine. You read some of the coverage from New Jersey this morning, and it's they are shocked and surprised. I I I wish I would have tuned into Rutgers overreaction. <laughs> well, did you those hear? People, uh, those people are having a meltdown. KP, they, they had no respect for Nebraska. KP and Jake apparently got the double birds from fans as they were leaving. Hey, all right. Oh, you I, made bet, it. I bet Kent then was in rare form. I'm sure he was. And you know was, where they broadcast from in that yeah, place? Yeah, was Kent on the air when he got the double bird? Because I off the air, was. Kent would probably handle a little bit better. On the air, all of a sudden his voice would go yep. up. Yep. And I'm sure there would be, a, you know, some jab about Nebraska basketball. Right. You don't lose to a team like this if you're a real basketball yeah. team. We're back with more on the Husker Sports Network. How about that, Jake? All right. Coming up on the show, uh, it is uh, baseball week. Uh, college baseball kicks off on uh, Friday. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. A lot of teams report today. They're going to see the oversized bases, the shifts, all the new rules, the pitch clock. Going to be fun. Spring training is going to be wild. I feel for umpires that are going to have to mm -hmm. enforce this stuff, especially the older umpires that have never done this before. Like yep. They are not from the minors, where it's gone well in the minors, mm -hmm. and those umpires that will work some spring training games, the older umpires, ooh, it's going to be a little bit rough. Yep. It's going to be a little bit rough in spring training. Uh, not that case with college baseball. Evan Porter, head coach of the uh, Mavs, will join us coming up uh, a little after 8. Lance Harville from Nebraska will join us at 8.30. Uh, Scott Shanley stops by. We will uh, chat about the NFL and the post-Super Bowl and what is ahead. The NFL Films audio is coming out. So the Mahomes injury, and Mahomes was mic'd up, you hear his reaction, and then all of a sudden, I'm good, yeah. when he was on the sidelines. But there are some other moments in the game of plays that Kansas City ran. There's one touchdown that Kansas City ran that Sky Moore was in the wrong formation, the Sky Moore touchdown. He's in the wrong formation. Andy Reid tries to call a timeout, but Patrick Mahomes recognizes it and gets Sky Moore in the right spot, and then they snap the ball. And all of that is everybody's mic'd up. It, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Also, NFL Films has probably the best look at the hold by Bradbury because of where they had the camera. They had the camera on the... Eagles sideline, yeah, and you see from the back when Schuster TikTok boy turns, Bradbury has uh, you know a handful of his jersey. So the NFL film stuff is starting to come out. It's really really good. They had the right people mic'd up throughout the game. 
Um, but AJ Brown going. Yeah, was, that was a fun little exchange yeah, yesterday, yeah. by the way. All right, thirty-seven uh, past the hour. Uh, so Scott Chandler will join us, Brandon Vogel, as well as we roll till ten on a uh, Wednesday. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley at sixteen twenty. The zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.